Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. And welcome to The Great People Show, the 100th episode of The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and in the very decorated I know, red, white, and blue, streamers and balloons everywhere is my co-host for not quite 100, but you've been here for a long time, dog. The the vast majority. Long time, dog. James Muncie, what's up? What's up, man? You know, in in all the prep I did for the show, I forgot to check to see how many episodes you've been here. I, I mean, all not <laughs> quite all of them, but I was pretty, uh, I think I came quite in, I was looking, we, we have a uh, sheet here with a list of every episode. You might remember better than I do, done. which one it was. Yeah, I feel like I came in in like episode eight or nine. Wow. Yeah. Has it been that? Why, why have you put up with me for so long? I don't understand why you keep coming back. I know why I'm here, but dude, what keeps what keeps you coming back all these yeah, all these times? I mean, you know, I never have anything going on Thursday okay, mornings. I Very good. <laughs> no, no better offer has happened yet. Well, I really hope that's not the reason all of our listeners are here right now, that you just don't have anything else going on. We want to thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Wherever you're listening to us right now, or maybe watching us, perhaps you're hearing us on the radio in Richmond at 92.7 FM, podcast. We we live stream this thing on, on Facebook, and if you're catching us on a live stream right now, you'll notice that we are, we're kind of doing it up for the 100. Yeah. So many of you, many of you have been here since the beginning. Some of, some of you have not. You just see the show, hear the show. So wherever you've jumped into to us, thank you. And what we're going to do today is we're going to take it back. We're going to take it way back. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning and use a lot of our episodes to talk about a couple things today. First of which is going to be how do you get to 100? Mm. How do you get to 100% in life? How do you get to doing something 100 times? How do you stay committed? How do you stay dedicated, just that whole concept. And and I see it on social media. I'm not on social media as much as I used to be on purpose. But you know the little um, emoji of 100? Yeah. The, the red cursive 100? Yep, with the lines under it. That's just uh, that's just kind of like a new way of people signifying, you got this. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm going all in. This, this, uh, it's, 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 go, go, go home, go big or go home. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. I'm so excited. I can't even contain myself this morning, so... <laughs> Uh, so th- again, thanks everyone for being here. And I thought I'd start off, and James, you're, you're going to have to coach me through this process because I don't want this to be too long, but a very important part of understanding how you get to 100 is realizing where you came from. Yeah. I don't think often enough, as leaders, as parents, as human beings, we go back and really look at how we got to where we are. I think it would do multiple things, first of which it would give us the confidence to know that we can go anywhere we want, mm-hmm. because if we've been through X, Ys, and Zs, then we can certainly get through the next challenge. And a lot of who we are today, our strengths, our behaviors, the things that make us great were a result of these things we went through in the past. And too often, we just want to forget about those things. We, we kind of want to bury them. And we're going to unearth some of our originality around here. Yeah, how this whole thing came about. Um, so I want to thank first the reason we got onto the radio was a guy named Asher Purvis. Asher was the general manager of the radio station at the time. He was our producer for a while, and actually, 
I don't know if you've ever gone back and listened to some of these episodes, but he was rather vocal in some of our early episodes. Yeah, he and, was. Then, and then we just had to shut that down. Yep. Like he was getting way too much attention. I mean, <laughs> it, was, right. it wasn't really about him. It was supposed to be about us. <laughs> so we had to shut that down. Uh, but I, I want to give him a shout out. And also the very first people that were in the studio whenever we did the show on June the 1st, 2017, the first episode was uh, the Kelsey's. Yeah. I, I had, it was kind of awkward because I could just say, hey, Kelsey, and everyone would answer. But our producer on the first show was Kelsey. She was an intern at the radio station. And then Kelsey, my co-host, was an intern for me in my business at Dale Carnegie at the time. Yep. And a lot of people don't know the, the, the story, but um, so one, one of the key ingredients is sometimes you got to take a risk. You got to mm-hmm. take a big risk up front. And here I was presented with this opportunity to be on a radio show, but I, I put a couple stakes in the ground. One of the stakes that I put in the ground was I absolutely need to have a co-host. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do this by myself. I, I literally don't want to sit and hear myself talk. In the few moments that I've done this show by myself, I've not liked it. Mm-hmm. It's just too much just me talk, kind of like what's happening right now. Yeah. And so I was sitting here wandering around looking for a co-host, and I, I had Kelsey as an intern, and we're in the car driving to a sales appointment one day. And I said, what do you think about being a co-host with me on a radio show? And she looked at me. She goes, what? I'm, I'm just an intern. I said, yeah, well, don't worry. I don't know what I'm doing either. And she goes, okay, if you think that's best for me, my internship, then let's do it. That was the right answer for her to give. And we were both somewhat of a nervous wreck before yeah. that show. And, uh, and, and the, rest, the rest was history. Yep. Yeah, you know, we just kind of took off. She had to go back to college, so I, I had a couple fill-ins. We went to the beach. I went to the beach with a buddy of I mine and that. my family. So we did one of one of my favorite episodes, which was how to um, the exact the exact title was, um, well I can't find it right now. Shoot. Oh yeah, how to unplug from the chaos of life. Mm-hmm. We were unplugging in the tiki bar. It's still on video if you want to go out there and check it out. And uh, then w- when I came back, man, you came on. Yeah, you were here. I was here. In the former studio, yeah. You haven't left since. Yeah, and you know, and it's funny how it came about with uh, with you and I. We've known each other a long time, and I had watched the show with you and Kelsey. Yep. I knew that she was an intern and <laughs> was going to be heading back to wherever she came from. Oh yeah. And uh, and I sent you a text one night, and I said, "Hey, when you uh, when you're ready for a permanent co-host." Call me, and I was like half serious, half kidding. You know, it was one of those, and uh, caught it at the right time. I did radio in college, I, you know, and in high school, and I enjoyed it. And I was yeah. like, you know, that'd be kind of cool. And I figured you had another plan, but I was like, oh, oh, I had no plan. You'll never see. And you texted me back like ten minutes later. I was like, and, yeah, uh, what are you doing Thursday? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it pretty is, much. Uh, it pretty much was. Hey, you know, this is a good good time for you just to come on in. The rest is history. But you know, as you and I really got rolling with something a little more permanent. Yep. It was it was a daunting task to think that we could do this every single week and come up with a unique as we topic yeah. as busy as we were, yeah. uh, both running businesses, multiple businesses, mm-hmm. and how we were going to come up with a different topic every week. And by the way, still a daunting task to come up with a topic every week, and we do it. It's one of that's one of the number one asked questions is yeah. where do you get your topics? And so the very first the very first. Um, episode we ever did, the very first show, is very serendipitous. The very first one was, when do you quit? When do you decide to quit? And it really indicated to me that I can't quit doing this. And that came from uh, just literally a question I had that I put on social media a couple weeks prior to that. Yeah. So what I started to do was I started to put these research questions out on social media to help me figure out a little bit more about that particular topic. 
And here's the secret to to our sauce is I just listen, James. Yeah. I just become so or not so. I become as externally aware as I can. I listen to what people say. I hear what they're challenged by. Sometimes it's not even a conversation I'm having. I just hear two other people talk. That's where the whole live different thing came from. Our our mm-hmm. friend, mutual friend Teresa McRoberts, we were at a um we were at a 50th birthday party. And we were talking to her. She's listened to the show a whole lot, and she said something because it's all about living different. Yep. And I went, you know what? That's it right there. That is the theme of our show for a while. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention to what's going on around you with, with deep, deep intent of I'm supposed to do something with the words around me, it will start to change your course. So obviously, in my world, I've been in Carnegie for 17, 18 years and I have experience in a lot of these topics. So when I hear something, it's like, oh, that's something that I think a lot of people would benefit from. And that's the other key point here is don't make it all about yourself. Like, yeah. we have to pick topics that we want to talk about. We want it, we, we, we have to enjoy them, but it, it doesn't matter as much as what do other people gain from that. Yeah, and it, we try to make the show obviously interesting every week. Most of what we talk about is not, you know, this isn't brain surgery. This is, you know, I mean, <laughs> but it kind of is, isn't it? We, well, Aren't we going into people's brain. We're, we're trying, we're trying to get into your brain, <laughs> but you know, this is, this is basic stuff. And I think that the show is largely here to kind of bring people back to the basics in their life and just uh, you and me included, by the way. Yep. And, and, and just talk about, Again, how you we can be great people. One of the biggest misconceptions that I get a lot from from people who will uh, will see the show for the first time is they're like, "Well, you know." So I mean, what you know, they'll joke, "Well, what makes you guys so great?" And I'm like, "Well, no, no, no. That's not that the great people show is not about yeah. the fact that the hosts are great. It's about all of our journeys in trying to become great people. Uh, you and me uh, being no exception to no. that uh, along along this journey. And I think it'll be fun this morning to kind of walk through, as you said, some of the topics." that have really helped drive the show that have that have helped us along the way and and by the way a hundred shows in mm-hmm. we're, we're still not we're we're still on that path we're not we ain't there yet and i tell you what i am uh i'm humbled and i'm thankful and i'm just honored that there's still enough people listening to the show and it's been growing incrementally i mean every month we are about three times larger in size than the same month a year ago yep. So we're, we're growing at a really nice click. I'm just so humbled and thankful. And if, and if you've listened to the, just this is your first show or you've been listening to the other 99, the greatest compliment you can give, not, our, not just us, but also the people around you, is to share this with them. It's like we've covered so many topics that I feel like are – one of my goals up front was I want to hit topics where people are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, our third episode was Are You a Control Freak? Because James, I'm a control freak. Oh, I'm definitely. A I'm, control I'm freak. trying my best. I've been trying my best for decades to not be as much of a control freak. And then when you start talking about that to other people, they're like, "Oh my gosh, so am I," mm-hmm. or "Oh my gosh, so is my husband," or "So is my wife." So it doesn't just become about what you can be better at. It's also about how do you help the other people around you get a little bit better at these topics, because it's not about you. It's about the other people around you. And then early, also in episode four, we talked about adversity. And easily, because so we were so we were in episode four, 
in, in the show almost two years ago, and I still had no idea what I'm doing. And debatable, I don't have any idea what I'm doing right now. You don't. But that's just, that's like, it, it's like, thank you. It's like built-in adversity, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know what's coming next. And one of the analogies that I, I love to use on the show is the fact that most people play checkers in their life instead of chess, meaning you're just looking at the next the next move maybe the second move. But in checkers, you can't look too far down the line because the board's going to change so fast. Life does that to us. That's adversity right there. Chess is having a plan and at least something that's laid out in front of you so that no matter what happens, you've got a couple options down there rather than, well, I didn't didn't see any of this coming. You never want to be anywhere in life where you say, I never saw any of this coming. But ironically, now I, I, I jokingly will say, I didn't see this coming. But I think 100 episodes in, this not only did I see coming, but this was my vision. And we have to have vision. But when that adversity comes around, we also have to have grit. That was, that was episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, just that, that scrappy in the trench. You know, James, you've, and I think one of the reasons why I, I was so excited about you wanting to be on this show is that you, you have just gone after so many things in life and gotten what you wanted. I'm sure there's plenty of stories where you didn't get what you want, but man, uh, you you just you're that kind of guy that you're just like, I, I want it. I'm focused. It's going to happen for me. Yeah, that's true. It's a little weird to say it like that because I, I don't know. I, I try not to. I try not to think about it that way. But no, you're right. And my wife gives me a hard time because she says, "Well, you you know, if we're debating something, and she said, well, you're, you're going to end up getting what you want. So, oh, there you go. We may as well, and which I don't like it when she says That's... that, but no, it's true. <laughs> and I mean, you and I are both believers that anything that you want, I mean, other than just, I'm going to win the lottery yep. is, is attainable if you're willing to work hard enough for it and you have the right attitude about it. And, but that grit is, is a huge ingredient mm-hmm. to, to that recipe and, and making it happen. And that was that was a great episode. Another great episode. Um, and, and I just want to give a, a quick shout out because it was right after that episode 11 I mentioned earlier. We went to the beach. Um, my buddy Mike Taransky went out there. Mm-hmm. And he was technically, Mike was technically the very first guest co-host. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you want to label at that point because it was, it was such an infancy. But and just to take all the... We had all this... Asher gave us all this remote equipment. Yep. had no idea how to use it. He taught me how to use it. We're, we're out at a house with spotty internet in the middle of nowhere at the beach. And we went, dude, we went live. Yeah. We we were live on the radio using a modem, right? And I'm sitting here thinking, how do I know any of this stuff is going to work? And what was the worst that can happen? Episode 15, not too long after that, was are you a risk taker? I mean, go big or go home, folks. Yeah. And by the way, I thought the irony of doing a show about how to unplug from the chaos of life, which was literally you plugging in while on vacation, was... In uh, a chaotic moment. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I was spending so much I mean, time it was a little, before. It was a little hypocritical. No uh, beyond hypocritical, yeah. actually. Yeah. It was incredibly hypocritical. Um and here's one. Th- this was a show that was really true to my heart. This is something that I've been plagued with, uh, or I plagued myself with. Let's be honest here. I plagued myself with for most of my life, which was episode 16, Are Your ex- Expectations Too High? Yeah. I have caught myself in so many situations raising my bar so high that not only could I not meet it, but... And that's that's one thing, right? That's one thing that you should deal with and have to deal with, but the problem gets whenever your expectations of other people get too high that they can't reach that bar and they get discouraged. 
And then you add the layer of someone that you love to that, your, your spouse, your child. I've lost probably any relationship that I've lost in my 44 years has been because I had too high expectations of them and they couldn't be met and somebody had to leave the relationship. Yep. So don't let that happen, folks. Um, now, one of our most popular episodes was really early, episode 17, Are You Fulfilled or Just Happy? From a, from a numeric perspective, James, it was one of, it's still one of the largest episodes that we've done. What do you think this says? And by the way, our listeners come through social media, our listeners come through people we know and they, they share it, but a big part of our listeners come from people just doing Google searches on the internet and they find something in our work that triggers a result and then they go listen to it. So why do you think, I'm curious, that this whole Are You Fulfilled or Just Happy is one of the more popular episodes that we've done and people found it and they were just attracted to that question. And, you know, and that's an episode I wanted to listen to it before I came in this morning because you and I talked about it the other week. And I, I think, you know, being fulfilled in life is something that is such a challenge for for all of us. And what is that what does that mean? Being fulfilled in a career, being fulfilled with your with children, being fulfilled with you know, your spouse if if you're married. And and how do we how do we get there and what's the difference between just being happy and, and truly being fulfilled. And that's like a profound question. And I think in that episode, we gave people some, including ourselves, some really good things to, to think about on the path to, to fulfillment, which is tough. And, and talking yeah. about that, it can go back and forth. You know, when, if you could be fulfilled right now and that can change and that's okay. And it's a matter of getting back on track to finding that again. Yep. I think it's an eternal question that so many people ask their entire life and then they die still not answering it. Yeah, I did, agree. Did I, did I fulfill, which kind of into episode 23 is, what is my calling? Is, am, am I filling my calling? And yep. that word actually was the basis of a lot of what I started this show on. And it turned out that this was part of my calling. And once again, helping other people trying to figure out what, what, am I, what am I even called to do? Another favorite episode that I think really ties into this whole how do you get to 100, James, is the uh, obsession question. I think obsession, which was episode 22, and the question was, are you obsessed enough? Because there's a fine line between having enough obsession to accomplish your goals and having so much obsession that you're missing the bigger picture. So I'm curious, what is your take on obsession? You (sighs) seem like you can get an obsessed about things. I can. I mean, I'm I'm an all-in kind of guy. I'm either I'm generally either all in or all out. And yeah. so the things that I'm into, I, I tend to get very obsessed on and then when I'm done, I kind of just drop it and walk away. <laughs> and you know, it's I love it. It's but it's that I, I think you and I are both that way about a lot of things. It's kind of, you know, extremes and I'm not good at dipping my toe in the water. Uh, you know, it's no. like it's like with this show when you and I talked. It wasn't. It was in my nature. I wasn't like, "Hey, man, let me come out, maybe co-host a show, maybe see, see how it think. feels, yeah, and then we'll see." I was like, "Dude, I, let's freaking do this right yeah. off the bat." And I think that I think that when you're obsessed at that level, your chances of success become greater. Yep. Because yep. again, you're you're all in. At the same time, it can be unhealthy if obsessions with anything, whether it's work, hobby, uh, if your obsessions take over your life, and sometimes people have a tendency to not focus on what's really important. Yep. Um, you know, so be obsessed with your family. Be obsessed with, good point. you know, 
fulfillment. Be obsessed with other things. Uh, don't be obsessed with being a workaholic is, mm-hmm. was a big thing from that episode. I think another huge element of this is to w- be obsessed with the longer picture, not just the short picture. Yeah. Like, no one here obsessed about getting to 100 shows. No. And, and but you know, what I did obsess about in my life several years ago was running a marathon and just getting to that. And I was so obsessed with it. I, I had a great experience. But then when I went to run it again, I wasn't into it. Yeah. Because the obsession ended. It was yeah. what was driving me. Well, you you accomplished you accomplished that goal. I've had businesses that I've I've started and built and and sold, mm-hmm. and it was like my my interest and obsession went down because it was like great we accomplished what we set out to do, like we reached our goal. Yeah, and I'm not interested in just running it day to day. I'm ready to move on That's to the it. next challenge. Uh, another episode right after this one, which. I, still makes its way into almost every show we do. And I had at least one or two conversations just about this topic this week is, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And what does it mean for your success? I think it's one of the most misunderstood things about human being that it's not about how talkative you are, how outgoing you are, because those folks tend to get a lot of attention. And I think when people have goals and obsessions and things they want to accomplish, they 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 minimize themselves because they they will literally say, I'm just not extroverted enough to go do that. It's like, this has nothing to do with it. That is by far one of my favorite episodes because, like you said, one of the most misunderstood things that there are is that, you know, introverts people think are supposed to be these shy people who hide in corners, antisocial, don't talk to people. And we just talked about it last week, um, how, how the basic difference is introverts spend energy during social interaction and then need time alone to recharge where extroverts get energy from social interaction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you and I both are very much out in the public eye, out speaking with people, uh, would appear to be extroverts, but the reality is both of us are are introverts. I'm a huge introvert. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, Um, it's, it's, it's an energy thing, um, which there was another show we did kind of moving forward and then we'll come back is Episode 49 is how to re-energize. I, I think if you knew how to control your day more with what you're doing and who you are, you'll be able to get twice as much productivity out of out of your day. When are your energy moments? When do you need to unplug? Are you working 80 hours a week? All these things. But I'm going to take a step back because another important show that we did on this whole journey to 100, what is what actually I'm curious what you're you should be asking this self, yourself this question right now. What is your 100? Like what is your 100? Where do you need to put 100%? What do you need to do 100 times to get to another level of success? Episode 29, how to listen to your intuition. And a a huge element that I had in starting this show was my intuition. I didn't want to do a radio show. You can ask Asher. I mean, he. We talked a lot about this. I mean, it was it was not something that I sought out and said I want to be on the radio. I want to do this. It came up, and I pushed back on it emotionally and mentally and attitudinally and even spiritually. And James, it pushed back on me hard. Like mm-hmm. I literally, there was one day I felt its hands push me and said, "Go." It was just, and that, and literally, I sent Asher the email and said, "I'm ready to do a show." Mm-hmm. You have to listen to your intuition, folks. Go with your gut. And maybe it's an age thing, because I know the more you go with your gut and the more experience you you have in watching these things turn out 
the best way possible, the more that you will trust that intuition. And anybody listening to the show, maybe a teenager or, or in their 20s, or maybe you're the parent of someone in the teenager in their 20s, this is the best coaching question I think you could ask anybody that's dealing with the decision, what does your gut tell you? Yeah. What does your gut... T- that's one of the... That's one of the few questions I always ask people when they're just maybe not seeking my advice, but I can tell they're seeking is what does your gut tell you? Yeah. And I talk about that a lot with people in business because a lot of the best small businesses and and larger businesses out there have been built because their creator followed their gut instincts Mm -hmm. to make that business successful. And there are a lot of businesses that, that come up and peak and get into that maturity level And the owner decides that he or she is going to step back and maybe let other people take the reins. And sometimes it works out, but sometimes the business isn't quite ready for that yet. And all their success has been based on that owner following their gut instincts. And the moment you step away from that, things can start to falter. Yeah. why, Why would you walk away from the one thing that got you to where you were? Yeah. And... And it's there's some great books that kind of fly in the face of that, like the myth, and and you know that it it's a great book and talks about things. There's lots of good nuggets in there for business owners um, and and people who are executives. But again, you have to be in a position when you've built something to continue to follow your gut as yep. to where it should go. I mean, you building out this studio that we're in right now. Yep. Um, you know, there were people in your life who said, "Gosh, why? Why would you do that? You've got and, and you gave you twenty reasons why you should why you should stay the course uh, at at the radio station rather than recording it here." Yep. yep. And you had. You had reasons, and you listened because you and I talked about it. But at the end of the, the day, you followed your gut, and and that plan has come through awesomely. Yeah, I think about the um, the the whole element of giving advice that you're just talking about. When people are seeking advice or giving advice, uh, buying a business, people going through challenges. Probably the most controversial, heated show that we ever had was episode fifty six: How to Give Unsolicited Advice. And on any given show, when we were in the radio studio on live radio, we would have two callers, sometimes three. Yeah. And we got so many callers on this. People were so emotional, James. Like, I would never, ever, never give. You know, like, they weren't even talking about themselves. They were like, I think it was ironic. They were giving us advice that you should never give someone unsolicited advice. Now, my personal opinion and point of view is, I give unsolicited advice all day long. I know. That's, that's, in a way, that's kind of what I get paid to do. And uh, that's how we become a change maker. That's how we become a catalyst of impact in someone's life is to step in and say, I'm going to have to speak a little truth here to you. You and I really butted heads on that episode. I don't think we talked for a week. Um, <laughs> that was... I thought it was two weeks. Yeah, maybe it was. No, we... I mean, you're right. That was a very heated... Uh, controversial in our world show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, even you and I, I think, vehemently disagreed on on a lot of points in that episode. Yeah. So my point of view is if if you have something you need to share with someone, get past your comfort zone and, and share it with them. Now yeah. there's a whole you, you need to go back and listen to that episode because it's not just giving someone advice. It's also how you give that person advice too. Yes. I mean that's a big part of it. Yeah. And I think toward in the in the back half of that episode we we better define some definitions yeah. on on how to do that. And the main thing that that 
kind of brought me around on that episode was be sure that you get the person to open up to receiving, Mm -hmm. even though it's unsolicited, get the person to be willing to accept listening to you before you start spitting it out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, still on this whole kind of like, how do, how do I get to 100 in my life? How do I get to 100%? How do I be the best that I can be for myself and other people? Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite, I don't know if I'd call it a topic or not, but maybe one of my favorite um, concepts to really talk about on the show was episode 55, How to Avoid FOBO and Make Better Decisions. And I think we've all heard of FOMO, the fear of missing out. FOBO is the fear of better options. Yeah. And when I look at other people that I work with, or even just friends, I think the number one thing that really locks them up, and if you're listening to this, it's probably the number one thing that's locking you up right now, is you're not moving forward like you know you should because you're waiting for a better option to show up. And that is just going to delay your path to success. That's all that's going to do. If you tie in this intuition thing we were talking about with just making a decision, oh man, it's like rocket fuel. Oh, it, it totally is. Total rocket fuel. Yep. And and you can't you can't live life with what ifs there were better options. You know, get have, going through life with buyer's remorse through everything so to speak mm-hmm. is not going to get us into a good place. Uh you'll never move forward if you're always waiting for the better option to show itself. Yep. Um, so oftentimes you are going to screw up in life. You're going to make huge mistakes. You're going to do things that you regret, um, saying and and doing and whatnot. So in episode 57, we talked about how to apologize the right way because I'm sorry usually isn't, I wrote an article about this close to 20 years ago, James. It was called the non-apology Right. where the worst thing you could say to someone is, well, I am sorry that you took it that way. Or I am sorry that you feel that way. And I think once you realize how horrible that is to say to somebody, that that starts to become just, I mean, I'd much rather someone not apologize to me than to yeah. say that kind of mess. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, and then uh, another, another big element and step on this, how do I get to 100? And this keeps coming up more and more for me, was episode 69, how to live your core values and really exploring what are your core values. I think it's one of these business terms that are thrown around a lot and, you know, what are your core values? What are the business's core values? What's your mission, vision, and all that good stuff? Don't get me wrong, folks. That is really important stuff. But when you realize, when you finally realize what exactly your core values are, and then we get back to the FOBO thing, and you make your decisions based on those core values, or you make your decisions because you know you're outside of your core values, you know, life becomes a whole lot simpler to maneuver through. Yeah. Um, re- recently, I, I had to make a, a medium-sized decision because it didn't fit with my core values, and I gave up some money for that. And it feels so freaking good whenever yeah. you realize what your what your 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 compass is, kind of what, what matters the most. And... Um, um, the 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 next one beyond what are your core values is is what is your, what is your discipline? Episode seventy four was how to get disciplined, and if you remember, James, that was the show that I had the little soundboard set up, and we were doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger. You lack discipline. Do you yeah. remember that? Like, yes. If you go back and listen to episode seventy four, it's like quasi annoying on how many times I use that sound clip because yeah. it was so. A, it was unbelievably appropriate, but B, who doesn't, come on. I mean, who doesn't right now, every once in a while, do a Schwarzenegger? 
you lack discipline. Everyone, I think, yeah, it's not a tumor. Yeah, we linked your uh, linked your tablet into the uh, into the soundboard there. That was fantastic. Was, you know what? We need to bring that back. I don't know. We man. need to bring I, back some sound effects. I think people come sometimes can just get tired of hearing us talk. We need we need some music and sound effects and maybe some clowns in this. We've got balloons and streamers. I mean, we should really turn this thing into a uh, a massive entertainment <laughs> production. Maybe some Cirque du Soleil. Are you into that kind of stuff? You want to do some Cirque du Soleil? We could. We could do some uh, acrobatics in here. That's our next 100, 100 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. So one of the episodes that um, I, we absolutely need to talk about, and still today, is the, the largest uh, listened-to episode we did. It was the only show I was not there. And it was the one where, in episode 73, we honored your best friend, Brad Clark, after he was tragically killed uh, on the interstate uh, during a tropical storm that came through here. And uh, there, there was some irony on how I wasn't supposed to be there, and you had Brad's friends. You want to you speak to that a little bit, just to talk about what that show did for other people? Well, the thing about that show uh, was that the guest co-host for that show was supposed to be Brad. Mm. Um, so, you know, I had already lined it up with Brad that he was going to be on the air with me on that day. Yeah, And, you know, Brad was someone who encompassed so many of the values that we, we talk about in the show. And uh, so he had, he had passed away. Uh, he died in that accident exactly one week uh, prior to uh, us doing that show. And you know, it was it was important that we that we did that that we did that show. Um, like you said, I mean, we had an audience of thousands uh, listening live. We had some of Brad's closest friends uh, talking about what it means to sacrifice and what his loss meant to us. Uh, frankly, we were all broken uh, during that show. I mean, it took me a month to even start to get my head back to normal, and this was a week after it happened. Um, so honestly, the show is kind of a, a blur to me, but I think it was a great way to reach the masses and and hear directly from some of his closest friends about who he was, what his personality encompassed, and mm-hmm. and what true sacrifice uh, is, because his last moments spent getting somebody else out of the way who would have been killed had Brad run away, and by doing that, sacrificing himself. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't get any bigger than that. It really doesn't in, in anything in, in, in life. And I want to believe that I would do something similar if I were in those situations. I think most people believe they would do something similar in those situations. We pray to God that no one ever, ever has to go through that in mm-hmm. any situation. Um and it starts as we're starting to bring this plane in for landing, and and we've been doing a little bit of reminiscing and also re-encouraging around some of our our more popular and meaningful topics for us. That um, everything we do in life can't be for us. You are wired to do everything you do in life for yourself, and yes, that may or may not impact other people. But what would life be like if you took all that energy, all those thoughts, all those emotions, everything you do all day long, and just 100% focused on the people 
around you and and stop looking past the people that are closest to you. I'm talking about your spouse. I'm talking about your children. I'm talking about your best friends. I'm talking about the people that maybe you don't love the most all the time, but they love you the most all the time. And what is what does that look like in your life right now? And what is it supposed to continue to look like? That was the big premise for our last six or so shows that we've done on on Live Different. We're going to pick that back up on our next episode next week. I think this whole Live Different thing for for us is is going to turn into something more than just us talking about this every single week on a radio show because you weren't put on this earth just to be the same person day in and day out. And I'm getting sick and tired, sick and tired of every time I watch the news or when I do look at social media or I do see an article or whatnot, it's all about you. And it's about getting rich and staying comfortable and having everything you want. And if you just believe you can have everything you want, you're going to have everything you want. I'm sorry, folks. Life is messy. Life is difficult. In fact, if it's not difficult enough for you, the best you isn't going to manifest itself. You have to put yourself so far out in the deep end, take so much risk, do so many things that, that are uncomfortable to you before you even start to realize who you are, who you were made to be, and what you're supposed to be doing on this earth. Yeah. Amen. And this has been an awesome series that we've done coming into episode 100. And obviously the 100th episode, a great place for us to pause, reflect, um, other than the fact that it's cool to have made it to 100 because 100 event, most anything is is an accomplishment mm-hmm. of some sort. But you know what, JJ, we're just, we're just chugging along, man. I mean, this is, you know, our goals of what Choo-choo. we want to do at this show are far from over. Yep. And it's awesome to reflect, but guess what? We'll be right back next week, continuing this train along 101, Choo-choo. and we're on our way to 200, baby. That's right. 500, 1,000. Why not? There you go. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, you can always catch our show at greatpeopleshow.com. We we do the show live on Thursday mornings. It's, it's on Apple Podcast. Actually, a new little s- a website you can go to is gopod.me slash great people show and it'll take you to one page where you can listen to it anywhere you're at apple google spotify there's a bunch of stuff on there i've never even heard of so go check it out uh if you're so inclined give us a five-star review tell us what you love about the show yeah maybe if you don't love all of it you can email that to me i'm jj at greatpeopleshow.com we're always looking for great topics we're always looking for the next person that we can have some sort of an impact on your life Thank you for coming along with us. Thank you for being here for 100 episodes. We'll see you. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week 